It's time now for North Star Sports, your source for the hottest sports takes in the business. Here's your host, Owen Ely. Hello, everybody. Welcome to North Star Sports. I'm your host, Owen Ely. You can follow me on Twitter at Owen Ely MN. You also can follow North Star Sports on Twitter at North Star MIN. Be sure to check out our website at NorthStarsports.media. And welcome to the show, everyone. we got a great one for you today here on this Tuesday, September 8th, as we look to preview the 2020 NFL season. I am joined by the legendary member of WRFW uh, and North Star Sports Hall of Famer, Reagan Hooverman. Reagan, how's it going, buddy? Oh, it's great to be here. Back again already. We talked about this last time. For anybody listening, at the end of the last podcast, we did kind of going over the Packers' um, offseason and and it's great to be back already, what, like a week later or something like that. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm ready to go over the rest of the NFL at this point and uh, get started here. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, I got to say, it was by far our most popular episode. I mean, the downloads were just off the charts on that one. So you, you were received uh, very positively. It. Yeah, you love to see it. And, you know, listen, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the football mood right now because I just had my uh, fantasy draft yesterday. And let me tell you, let me tell you, Hot Sauce P-Hole is about to be a three-time champion in, in the Shark oh, Week yeah? fans division. Whoa. Yeah. Going for the, three, the, the very rare three-peat in sports, man. That's, that's tough stuff right there. Yeah. Well, luckily, it's, it's a family league, and uh, people don't know how to draft. We had uh, Adam Thielen go number two overall. <laughs> very so, nice. We had a uh, funny story. I played in the league two years ago, and a girl took Stefan Diggs one overall. That is fucking funny. That is hilarious. <laughs> uh, you know what? A couple of years ago, I'm not even – because we're all Vikings rubes in my, in my uh, uh, league. Yep. Yep. Uh, we have had someone pick Minnesota defense first overall, and we've had Kyle Rudolph go first overall. <laughs> so Dude, this- when I saw when – I, when I saw Diggs go off the board first overall, I'm, I pretty much put my draft prep in the shredder. I was like, I was like, okay, there's uh there's no need for this. I'll be fine. <laughs> it, it was to the point where I, I picked eight and nine. Cause we have a, we do the snake draft. Yes. My first, my eighth and ninth pick were uh, uh, Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott. And then my third round pick was Aaron Jones. So I'm just yeah. stacked with running backs who are going to score. Yeah, two running backs and, a, and, and an all time caliber flex. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, Great. All right, so where do you even begin on this? I mean, this we're we're in for the long haul here. I'm I'm really strapped are. in. Uh, but we're gonna hopefully they're buckled up for this because this could be what hour and a half, two hours of just in depth football. Which football. Love to hear. Football, yeah. We I don't know. I mean, it might be trademarked, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, who gives a shit? I mean, we're gonna you know we'll probably open up the intro with uh, some some trademarked music and and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So. Oh, you know, not, yeah. not very, not a, not a big concern of mine, but um, we'll start with the NFC first and we'll go division by division. We'll go from West uh, to East. Um, so without further ado, without further to do, as uh, I like to say, because uh, makes people mad when you don't get sayings correct. Um, we'll start here in the NFC West. Um, so I guess there's not really a good order uh, to, to go with this. I guess we'll go from, uh, team by team, we'll start with um, uh, division winners and then kind of work our way down to the bottom. So 
Uh, we'll start with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Do you have any hot sports takes on the 49ers to, to start the show off with? I don't think I have any hot sports takes, but I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty, well, obviously I'm a Packers fan, so this kind of hurts me, but you know, if, if I was a 49ers fan, I'd be pretty happy with the off season. Yeah. You know what? I can't really find any, any faults in their off season. The only thing that I, I hate to see is, and we'll get to this when we get to the NFC South, but you know, there's, there's, the NFC South knows, knows better than, than anybody, you know, the curse of the Super Bowl loser. So that just kind of makes me wonder with the 49ers. I still think they're going to, you know, win plenty of games. Um, yep. Uh, but, and, and I don't want to, you know, spoil the, the, the load here, but their division's kind of closing in, closing in on them a little bit here. And uh, the curse of the Super Bowl loser is, is a real thing. And I, it, it makes me wonder if they won't regress back to the mean because they had a tremendous year. And I don't know. I mean, when you have that good of a year, you just tend to get figured out the, the next year. So it's on paper, it's, it's still an amazing team. But yeah. I, I kind of question, question the direction of the team. I mean, I think we all know for a fact uh, that Jimmy G is, is not the answer at quarterback. But I mean, you could do worse, but they kind of stuck with him. Um, I, I, I think Jimmy G's... I would consider him basically an, an above average game manager. I mean, at this point, I, I think that's what we've seen from him. I, I don't think his ceiling is much higher than we've seen him play, especially in the Super Bowl. You go back to that, even go back to that Vikings uh, playoff game from last season. There were some throws where it was like, Oh my God. Like if that got one bad bounce, it was a pick six going the other way. And if you're going to have an elite quarterback, he's, he's rarely going to make mistakes like that. Um, so I think Jimmy G is more of a game manager. But when you when you take a look at the offseason, they lose Emmanuel Sanders, they lose Joe Staley, they lose DeForest Buckner. So that's that's three bitty, pretty big players that had an impact last season that they lose. But they go out, they add Trent Williams, they address a couple other positions in the draft. And I feel like they were one of the few teams in the NFL that really they, – they saved cap space by not overpaying those players that they lost. They got younger at those positions by addressing it in the draft. I just feel like – this is such a good team still. I don't know if it's a 13 and three team. It might be an 11 or a 12 win team, but um, I, I see them pretty much easily winning the NFC West. Yeah. So um, I guess I'm going to disagree with you here. Um, Jimmy. So here's the thing. Like when I'm critiquing the 49ers, I'm going to critique them as a playoff team. Cause I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think anybody questions that. So I don't doubt that Jimmy G will be fine in the regular season, but he's damn near a liability in the playoffs. The one big move they made that I will criticize that uh, you didn't mention, um, although you kind of alluded to it with getting, getting younger, but trading DeForest Buckner for the ninth pick and then just drafting Javon Kinlaw uh, in, yep. in my mind, obviously that's obviously that's going to save you money, but that's a terrible move. You're trading a 25 year old all pro and, and you know, what, what are the chances that Javon Kinlaw, even as a pro bowler, let alone an all pro and, and anywhere near the, the uh, you know, the, the, quality of a player that DeForest Buckner was. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have them. I don't have them winning the playoffs. So I guess I'll put – or uh, winning the playoffs. Well, I, I certainly don't have them winning wow. the playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Um, playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of Jim Sturm. Um, oh, but I don't, oh. I, don't have them, I don't have them winning the NFC West. I have them going 10-6. Wow, so, so, okay. So you must have them – 
and I guess, do you want to kind of do record predictions as we go team by team, or how do you want to do that? Yeah, let's go team by team. So what is, what is okay. your very scientific record prediction here for the Niners? I'm going to say, I'm going to say San Francisco wins 12 games. I'm going to say 12 and four wins the NFC West. They had a plus 169 point differential last year. Um, and if you take a look around the other division or the other teams in the division, Seattle was only plus seven Rams plus 30, but they were nine and seven and Cardinals minus 81. So I don't, as of now, I just don't feel like there's any reason to pick someone else. Um, I, I haven't seen enough out of Seattle in the off season and we can get into that here in a minute, but I'm pretty happy with um, how San Francisco has approached the off season. Okay, fair enough. So that leads us into the Seahawks. They uh, finished second in the division last year. And I don't know, we kind of go through this weird thing where like we talk about elite quarterbacks. We talk about like who's the best, who's a top five quarterback. And it sounds crazy to to say that Russell Wilson is underrated. But honestly, like I agree with that. I, 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 I do think he's a little underrated here because, you know, everybody's talking about Lamar Jackson. I don't think anybody would really dispute that Mahomes is the best. But Russell Wilson, listen, th- think about how bad the offensive line has been and how bad the defense has been post-Legion of Boom. This team has never gone below 9-7 and seven with Russell Wilson as a, as, as a starter of this team. Now, uh, you, you look at the moves they've made. They actually have a good defense now. You trade for Jamal Adams. Uh, Shaq Griffin is a Pro Bowl corner. Uh, Bobby Wagner is probably the best inside linebacker in the game. You still have uh, uh, Bruce Irvin, whatever that, and KJ Wright, whatever that gets you. And uh, you draft Jordan Brooks. Um, so, you know, the, the, the front four kind of gives me a little concern, and the offensive line is still largely um, garbage. But yeah, I don't not- know, man. It, like, so that might. But that might be true, and it probably is, but you look at how what they've done with how little they've had in years past. This is a much-improved team. I love their offseason. I'm going to say they go 11-5 and five and win the NFC West. And that's that's kind of a good point is, you know, I don't, I don't know how you feel about the Jamal Adams trade. I wasn't super high on it. I think they gave up way too much for a safety, and I know I've, I've literally taught – I have friends who are – that grew up in Seattle. Like, I have a guy who diehard Seahawks fan, and he he's trying to convince me that the Jamal Adams trade is just perfect, and, and I don't see it. I think they gave up too much. It's a safety. It's not like you got a an all-time pass rusher. It's not like you got, you know, a caliber left tackle that's going to change the entire offensive line. Like, it's not like that. you got a safety who's a really, really fantastic player. Um, but in the game today, it's just it, it's just not as much of a position of value. Um, it, the defense is still fine. Obviously, it's not leading of boom. Um, that not having Clowney is going to hurt. Pass rush is okay. The offensive line sucks. But the thing is, w- like you said, we've seen Seattle and Russell Wilson do a lot with a with a very minuscule amount of talent on the offensive line. I mean, it's been pretty bad for years. And like you said, they haven't been worse than nine and seven. I can see them competing for the division. I just don't think they're better than San Francisco, um, especially with just how last season shaped out. Seattle won a ton of close games. I mean, they go 11 and five and they only outscore their opponents throughout the season by seven points. I mean, you kind of got to get lucky in that regard. I think they've had a decent, a decent off season, but I, I just don't think they're ready to take the crown back just yet. Um, unless Russell Wilson just goes crazy and has like an MVP year. One more thing on Russell Wilson. Um, I agree with you. Completely underrated. How much do we hear about Mahomes, about La Jackson, uh, Lamar Jackson? Obviously, they're great players. They're fantastic players, literally MVP guys. Um, but I'm still hearing talk about Tom Brady. 
I'm still hearing talk about – there's still talk about Jimmy G out there. Why are we not hearing about Russell Wilson, who literally carried the Seattle Seahawks through the playoffs last year and almost won a, ge- a game on the road in Green Bay against a defense who was one of the best in the league in terms of pass rush? Uh, I'm high on Russell Wilson, and I think Seattle will be just fine. Probably a wild card team for me. Yeah, so, the, I mean, the thing with Russell Wilson, too, is – don't be surprised if he plays till he's like 39 or 40. I know he's undersized, but I think I think as he gets a he's little older, his game his game is going to translate so well. And and it's kind of like the the Packers. Uh, we don't have to re- rehash too much of this because obviously we'll get to the yep. NFC North in a minute. But like, oh, Rodgers is so good that we don't have to invest in the wide receiver position. He'll just he'll just he'll do it all on his own. That's been the case with Wilson, but now he has. So you talk about the games being close. In my opinion, they're they're going to have a defense that you know, is not going to, you know, blow huge fucking leads. They could probably hold on to a lead. So I don't think Russell Wilson will have to do everything for the Seahawks. They finally given him enough where he's still going to have to do a lot. But, uh, you know, I I think this, the Seahawks team is really set up to, to win in in the playoffs finally, Um, you know, and it's definitely a different team than, you know, five or six years ago, but uh, I'm I'm pretty high on the Seahawks. So uh, I'll need a, I'll need a, a record prediction for Seattle, sir. Oh, okay. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the same same as last year, eleven and five, and probably a wild card team. All right, fair enough. So we don't disagree on uh, on the record. Um, this this leads us to honestly, this might be the most interesting team uh, in the NFC. <clears throat> a potential a, a potential dark horse contender here with uh, the Arizona Cardinals. So I kind of want to let you go first on this because I feel we. Actually, maybe we won't disagree uh, too much on it. But what are your thoughts on the Cardinals? I, I absolutely love it. I love the. I, I know they were five and ten last year, minus eighty one point differential. That hurts quite a bit. Um, but man, the offseason, I'm really happy with it. They swindle the Houston Texans for DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, that was that will likely go down as at least in the last five or ten years is one of the best deals. Um, in terms of how it plays out, they get DeAndre Hopkins. They they dump David Johnson, who, in my opinion, is addition by subtraction. I know he was flashy a couple years ago. He was a fantasy a fantasy football monster for a long time, but he's not the player he once was. He was getting paid a ton of money, and now that's that's basically going to fall on the Texans. They draft Isaiah Simmons to help improve the defense. They've got weapons all around the field. Larry Fitzgerald, maybe one of the th- three best receivers of all time. I mean – it's hard to argue with that Cardinals offense. And I think the defense is getting a little better as well. Five and 10. I expect them to take a big jump this year. Kyle Murray is absolutely electric. I mean, that dude's awesome. And uh, I, I'm going to be trying to watch as many Cardinals games as possible this year. Yeah. So I guess you and me are in complete agreement here. I think that they, they might be one of the, I mean, five and 10 is not the, the worst record, but they might be right up there for the, the highest swing um, in I, wins. Yep, I agree. I love Kyler Murray. Uh, I, I think that's proven to be an, an amazing pick. All the question marks that they that he had coming into the league kind of have dissipated. Highway robbery. Let's not. So let's not forget. Yeah, they got uh, DeAndre Hopkins, but they also get rid of David Johnson in the same move. That's amazing. Eno Benjamin, honestly, will probably you know he was a steal in the seventh round. He, he'll probably just replace all of David Johnson's lack of production. Um, and 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 how about this? Uh, th- this is just more for for you and me. It's not really uh um. You know, a big reason to root for the Cardinals, but Chris Strevler's their, their third-string quarterback. Uh, he he was a former Gopher. 
Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is from Minnesota. Dan Arnold from the WIAC. Max Williams from Southern Minnesota. I mean, there's just – Devondre Campbell from uh, the the, the Gophers. I mean, there's just so many many Minnesota connections here. Uh, Shout the fuck out to Dan Arnold. And, uh, you know, this is, they are going to be a dark horse contender. I, I love it again. Um, you know, you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, albeit, you know, it's the first overall pick deal. So, I mean, he's still probably getting paid eight or 9 million. Um, and, and the defense is, it's going to be better. It's really talented. I love Isaiah Simmons, probably my favorite player in the draft. Uh, Hassan Reddick is, is, is super talented, but I'm going to need to see some, see something from him. Um, I have them going 10 and six. I, I really think they're going to be right up there for a wild card when it's all said and done. I, and I'm, I'm close to you as well. I'm right on the verge of 10 and six. I'm going to go nine and seven, which is still a good swing. I mean, that's from going from five and 10 to nine and seven, a super young team, um, obviously outside of Larry Fitzgerald, but like there's some really good players on that team. And, and I think they've got a bright future ahead. I'd love to see the jump that Kyler Murray takes maybe insert himself somewhat towards the MVP conversation, which I, I really don't think is out, out of the realm of possibilities considering the talent that they have on that offensive side of the football. The defense is getting better, hopefully force some more turnovers, give Kyler Murray in that offense uh, some more opportunities. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with nine and seven just because of how I've shaped out the NFC West so far, but I think the Cardinals are going to be a much improved team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this leads us to the Los Angeles Rams. So it shouldn't come as a surprise that this is a very tough division. You look at the record predictions I've given. So I'm just going to start with a record prediction and kind of work backwards here. I have them going 6-10. and 10. I think losses have to come somewhere. I mean, you got, you got six divisional games. I, I'd be hard-pressed to favor the Rams in, in any of those games, not to say that they won't you know, win one or two. Um, but, but on paper, I mean, I, that golf contract is really bad. I don't think he's yep. necessarily the answer. Um, I know Todd Gurley has kind of dipped, dipped off a little bit, and obviously he's no longer on the team. Um, so they've kind of played a couple of seasons without production from Gurley. But let's not forget how good Gurley was a few years ago. Like your, your run game, I know you drafted Cam Akers, but I, let, me, let me start here as well. I'm not impressed by their recent drafting. I don't like, the, I don't like them taking Van Jefferson. I didn't think I, I would have gone uh, J.K. Dobbins over Cam Akers. I don't like, uh, you know, Tyler Higby or Gerald Everett. I think they reached on players like that. And I, I just I just see a, a defense that has some talent. But, listen, you probably overpaid for Jalen Ramsey. I know that's a big name. But if you look at the stats, like, dude, he was in, like, the 60s or 70s for, like, best cornerback uh, last year. So, I don't know, man. Big names on this team, but it's going to be a big disappointment. You like what I did there? I love it. And, and let, me, let me not beat around the bush here. This is going to be a bad football team. I know you said six and ten. I'm looking at like five and eleven here. I think, I think they had one of the worst off seasons in the league. <laughs> like, I, it was so bad. They lose Cooks. They lose Gurley. They lose Littleton. They lose Fowler, Weddle, Coleman, and Zerline. Dude, seven players who were really good players for not that long ago. These were players that were starting making a huge impact. Uh, you can ar- argue Zerline's one of the best kickers maybe in the last, what, 20, 20 years or so. Like, they lost some great players. They don't have a lot of draft capital because they spent most of it trying to improve that team a couple of years ago. They don't have much cap space, so they couldn't go out and get, you know, quality veterans. They couldn't go out and get any, any big-name guys. Obviously, you, you talk about Ramsey, but like you said, 60s or 70s in terms of actual production and statistics, man, this Rams team, 
and I, I, I almost hate to say it, but I really don't. I'm kind of happy they're going to be bad. Like I, I've never been a Rams fan. They've, they've got too much of that LA vibe for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they go five and eleven. I think they're just a really bad football team. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. I didn't realize it was that. I knew it was a bad off season. I didn't realize, you know, they Dude, lost, they lost like ten every players. They literally lost seven starters. <laughs> Jesus Lord. <laughs> yeah, they and they're gonna, and that's a. That's the thing too with uh, Rams. You got a new deal, right? I uh, I think you got a new deal. I'm gonna look real quick. It's it's weird how you forget stuff from even like last year when when you know the off season comes Dude, and all that. It, but I, either way, they're gonna be hamstrung with so many of these contracts that with, with of players who aren't even worth it. Um, and it, it kind of yeah, sucks I, because it it means you waste players like dude, uh, like John Johnson the third. He's gonna come up for a contract real soon. That guy might be. He might be a top five safety in the league, you know, in a year yep. or two. He's really good, but it's it's not going to matter on a team like this. Yeah, it I, I it doesn't look like he's got a new deal yet. I, I mean, it, the trade is just two uh, was two first round draft picks, 2020, 2021, and a fourth rounder in twenty twenty one. So I I don't think he's got a new deal, which means he could be asking for money shortly as well. Yeah, and here's here's the thing, and we'll talk about this with the Texans um, in, in a little bit, but. Yeah, so it's two bad outcomes, right? Because either uh, you let Jalen Ramsey walk and you wasted like two first-round picks, or you resign him for Overpay. God knows, like twenty-five million a year, and now you have yep. an average cornerback with a big name and an attitude issue, uh, yep. and and you're you're paying him, you know, quarterback money. So it, it's a lose-lose. I mean that yeah. that trade was an F in in my opinion. Terrible trade. I- I I think they finish last in the NFC West, and I don't even know that it will be all that close considering San Francisco, Seattle, and then the jump that Arizona is going to make. Yeah, you know what? You got me really negative on the Rams, and I, I can't say you're <laughs> you're wrong to do it. I, I was like, because when I before I started doing some research, I was like, man, their off season wasn't that bad, was it? And then I started looking into it, and I'm like, oh my god, this was beyond terrible. <laughs> Just garbage. 